the old renaissance is the new renaissance standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction this is the harlem brewing company uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste a sound and a feeling that can only be described in one way harlem style so come and take a trip on the a train with our harlem sugar hill golden ale and our harlem renaissance whip beer the neighborhood original Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, October 13th. I'm Donald Ware. We're midway through the HBCU football season. It's a good time to talk uh, about uh, my top five players to this point, and then of course the the top five teams to this point in HBCU football have got a nice game tonight. North Carolina Central is hosting Morgan State. That game is going to be on ESPN two. It moved from ESPNU to ESPN two. It's a big MEAC showdown. If Morgan wants to be able to have any semblance of winning a MEAC championship, it's a must win already down one game in the conference in terms of the loss column, the loss to more, to uh, Norfolk State last week. Meanwhile, for North Carolina Central, it is the Eagles' first MEAC game of the season. So let's look at, let me give you my Power 5 rankings so far uh, midway through the HBCU football season. At number five, I have Benedict. Uh, Benedict is undefeated uh, throughout the course of, of this season playing some really good football. I mean, I think if I think in of itself being an undefeated football team uh, really sort of lends to being one of the better teams uh, in HBCU football. It handled its business against Fort Valley State. I think a lot of, you know, if you looked at the HBCU poll, Fort Valley State, it, when these two teams met, uh, were was in the HBCU poll. And meanwhile, uh, Benedict was not in that poll. So I think Benedict certainly had something uh, to prove in that football game that people uh, were not looking, uh, given uh, uh, Benedict its proper respect. You look at the defense has been really, really good. I mean, you shut out lane 14 to nothing. I know it was early in the season. It's a lane team that beat Tennessee state only gave up six points to Savannah state uh, only 13 to Fort Valley state. So it's a team that's getting it done on the defensive side of the football and doing it, uh, doing a solid, a better than solid job on the offensive side of the football and is undefeated so far this season. At number four, I've got Albany State. I think when you look at Albany State, again, you talk about strong defenses. Uh, Albany State is as strong as they come. The only loss on the season, Albany State played up and lost to Florida A&M, but you're talking about an opening week win against Mississippi College, a shutout of Clark Atlanta. I mean, it's not the strongest schedule, but I think the Florida A&M game uh, elevates the strength of schedule a bit. Plus, I mean, it's a 23-13 to 13 game. Albany State falls in that game, uh, and I just think Albany State is playing some really, really good football uh, right now. Now, Albany State and Benedict are going to meet in Albany on Saturday, uh, and so that, listen, my, my top, my power five, those are my five and four teams. So, you know, that promises to be 
an excellent football game. And number three, I have Old Corn State. Uh, I think Old Corn State is playing well, has won three games, started the season 0-2, has won three games. I mean, took number 10 Stephen F. Austin to the wire, falling by four points. Then the next week, of course, played up in playing Tulane, but bounced back on the road, a nice win against McNeese State. I like that win. I thought that was a big win. Of course, beating Arkansas Pine Bluff and then beating Mississippi Valley State. I mean, not the strongest of schedules, but again, last three games have been strong games and and, uh, you're looking at an Arkansas Pine Bluff team that has handled its business. At number two, I've got North Carolina Central. I know the last game out, North Carolina Central fell uh, to Campbell decisively, okay? It was 48 to 18. I know they have Virginia University of Lynchburg on their schedule, like most a lot of teams do. But you talk about an opening week win uh, in Charlotte, the Aggie Eagle Classic against North Carolina A&T, who's starting to kind of come around uh, right now. Uh, you talk about a huge win over New Hampshire. I don't think we talked about that win uh, as a whole. We talked about it here at Box to Row, but that was a really big win over New Hampshire, who at the time was number 25, and it propelled North Carolina Central to the number 25 position. There have only been two teams in the FCS so far this year, poll, that have been top 25, Jackson State, who's been continuous, and then North Carolina Central, who's been in the top 25. So that's why I have North Carolina Central at number two. At number one, of course, it's Jackson State. Jackson State has dominated its opponents for the most part uh, this year. Yeah, close games against Tennessee State. Um, a close game, a closer game this past weekend coming off a bye. But you talk about the big win over Florida A&M. That was a huge win by Jackson State over Florida A&M. Um, in in uh, you know uh, in, in a neutral site game um and jackson state has just been clearly the number one team in all of hbcu football one of the best teams in the country and so uh for that reason i've got uh jackson state obviously i mean i think it should be pretty pretty apparent that jackson state um should be number one now let me go to my top five players to this point and I've got a tie at number five I got Fort Valley State running back Emmanuel Wilson who has done really a tremendous job um, in terms of running the football he leads the SIAC excuse me in running in rushing uh, at 123 yards per game he's got seven touchdowns um, on the season I mean I think he's done really a tremendous job and he's been a really good running back for several for a couple of years you're going back to his days um at Johnson C Smith where he he was really getting it done comes to Fort Valley State and has really been doing a good job and is doing a good job so far uh this year at a uh, tied with him at number five I have uh Basil Tootin of North Carolina A&T now you talk about a guy uh, that has really been able to do well uh, for North Carolina A&T, one of the bright spots. I mean, if you look at A&T's one of his last two ball games, uh, a lot of that, especially from the offensive side of the football, has been because of Tootin. You look at the lat. I mean, his first two weeks, he had zero touchdowns. Um, and, or excuse me, his first three weeks, he had zero touchdowns. You look at the last two weeks, a total of five touchdowns. 
Um, he can get it done out of the backfield, uh, obviously running the football, but he also can get it done with his legs. And so that's one of the reasons that I have him as one of uh, one of my top five players, certainly at the midway point. Now I wanted to um, pull up some stats here. I don't seem to be able to do that, but I'll tell you this, his last three, I mean, you look at, you go back to North Dakota State, number one team in the country, uh, got over 100, had over 100 yards against North Dakota State. The next week comes back, has over 100 yards against Duke. The next week against South Carolina State, uh, has over 100 yards against South Carolina State. And then the next week against Bryant, has over 100 yards rushing against Bryant. So you're talking about 400, uh, four straight weeks of 100 yards rushing. He's averaging 106 yards rushing uh, per game. I'm able to get the stat 6.4 yards per carry, four rushing touchdowns. He's also got a passing reception uh, as well. At the uh, at the number four spot, I've got Jada Byers of Virginia Union. Now, you talk about a young man that's getting it done. He's got over 1,000 yards already this season in six football games. He's got 13 rushing touchdowns. Virginia Union was not on my list, could have easily been on my list as one of the top five teams, not on my list, not that they didn't deserve uh, to be there. They're undefeated on the season. They had a big win, obviously, against Valdosta State. Uh, I, I think the rest of the schedule, not as strong, which is why they're not in my top five. But they'll, you know, obviously, I mean, they got a big game this weekend against Bowie State on the road. But Jada Byers has gotten it done. Again, over 1,000 yards in just six games. He's got 13 rushing touchdowns on the season. He is the spark that makes that Virginia Union offense go. And number three, I've got Jarvian Howard of Alcorn State. Now, you talk about running backs, and Fred McNair mentioned um, this young man in a uh, in one of the press conferences and what he said, okay, was that he compared this young man, uh, in a way, I mean, he's not, but in a way to Earl Campbell. He said he, he's like Earl Campbell. So when you make that kind uh, of comparison, I mean, that's a serious comparison. He leads the SWAC in rushing 129.2 yards per game. He's got eight touchdowns. You know, he's a transfer kid, I believe, out of Syracuse. And, I mean, he's gotten it done for Alcorn State, 646 yards in five games. So that's why I have uh, Mr. Howard, uh, Jarvie and Howard at number three. At number two, I've got B.J. Davis. I don't need to look at the stats for B.J. Davis, although he makes a bunch of tackles. He's got multiple games in which he's had um, t- uh, mul- has had double-digit tackles. Now, South Carolina State as a whole is not playing well. Uh, the defense is playing okay, but B.J. Davis is all over the field, and he's the next in line uh, of you know, a, a Shaq, a Shaquille Leonard, uh, or uh, any of these guys that are in the National Football League um, right now for uh, South Carolina State, he's going to be the next one uh, that's going to go. And B.J. Davis is an absolute monster terror all over the field on every single play. He can play in coverage. Had two interceptions last week uh, in South Carolina State's loss to Florida A&M. He's all over the field. He can play in coverage. Play, I mean, he's just a phenomenal player. Number one by a long shot is Shadour Sanders, the quarterback for Jackson State. Let's look at some numbers. Let, we, 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 I, I need to look at some numbers. He's completing 73% of his passes. Think about that. 73% of his passes. He's got one of the best, and that's third in the country. He's got one of the best touchdown to interception ratios 
in the in the country. 17 touchdowns to just two interceptions in in um in I believe it was 208. I'm going to get that number for you, but I believe it was 208 pass attempts, two interceptions. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. Yes, 208 pass attempts where he's completed 151 passes. He's averaging 345 passing yards per game, which is third in the in the country. 1,726 yards passing, which is fourth in the country. It's no question about it. I mean, he's been everything to that Jackson State offense. Yeah, they do have a, a solid running game, but this kid, I mean, even better than he was last year, and he was really, really good on last year. So, of course, I have Shador Sanders as my number one player at the midway point. Your thoughts, hit me up via Twitter at box to row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. You can also hit me on my personal, uh, my personal Twitter account, that is, at dware one Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can find us on our website at BoxToRow.com. You can also find us on iHeartMedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch us on the Box to Row YouTube page on tomorrow. Going to preview the HBCU National Game of the Week. Don't be surprised if we have multiple games of the week because there are so many to choose from. Talk with you tomorrow.